Post 4. Chasing Arrows. The fairy tale that never was. It's very easy to romanticize the recycling process. We would like to believe that when we discard a plastic item in the recycling bin, that we are off the hook, environmentally speaking. What is the harm if my brief use ends with my giving that bottle or plastic berry clamshell another life, to be repeated again and again down the line of users? The trouble is that this impression is far from the truth. There are so many pitfalls with plastic recycling, and the process is hardly cyclical. As a contrast, let's consider aluminum recycling. Aluminum cans are 100% recyclable, meaning that the soda can you toss in your recycle bin will, approximately 60 days later, become another soda can sitting on the shelf in the supermarket. This process is a closed loop. No material value is lost with each round of recycling. Thus, the cycle can continue indefinitely. In fact, recycling aluminum saves energy otherwise required to produce new cans. Recycling one can saves enough energy to run a television for three hours. This is recycling at its best. Plastic recycling is an entirely different story. Odds are that the plastic bottle we place in our recycling bin will never again form another plastic bottle, or even a portion of one. We have been programmed to equate the word recycle with cyclical use. That the same material can be used over and over again, eliminating, or at least substantially reducing, the need to create new material. While this idea is accurate for aluminum, it certainly is not for plastic. Plastic generally isn't recycled in that sense. It is downcycled, and creates a product that is in turn not recyclable. Each time the plastic resin is reheated in the recycling process, the quality degrades. Basically, most plastic bottles that we discard in our recycling bins will likely never again be plastic bottles, and rather are converted into lower quality plastic resins used for products such as clothing, carpet, or plastic lumber. This is not a closed loop. Recycling plastic is typically nothing more than delayed disposal. Recycling is a coping mechanism, not a solution. There are certainly benefits to converting our plastic waste into secondary products like plastic decking, which in some cases can be used for decades. This is a beneficial way to manage the copious amounts of plastic waste already piled up around us. However, this process of downcycling cannot be a justification for the continued irresponsible use of single-use plastic. As a material, plastic is complex. Not only are there many different types of plastic, there are hundreds of concoctions of chemical additives used to make the material flexible or rigid, UV-resistant or non-flammable. These various plastics can even be combined with other types of plastic to form multi-layer food packaging. Consequently, unlike aluminum or glass recycling, there are no standardized rules for plastic recycling. In order to have any value, the plastic with recycling potential must be carefully sorted by exact type, 
as recycled material containing different types of plastic with varying melting points is not valuable to manufacturers. The recycling process requires simplicity for optimization, yet the reality we face is intricacy. And now it is the consumer who bears the burden to navigate this quagmire and to determine whether or not to place a plastic product in a recycling bin given meager, unhelpful guidance. But our problems do not begin at the recycle bin. Packaging is generally designed for its functionality, not for an environmentally sound end of life. While all single-use plastic is designed to be a throwaway material, some plastics are less recyclable than others. Plastic film, for example, these are grocery bags, as well as packaging for rice, cereal, beans, cookies, candy bars, bread, off supplies, new clothes, you name it. It's one of those materials that cannot be placed in a single stream recycling system. Mechanically, plastic bags and films cannot be separated and often become tangled in the machinery, causing the whole process to grind to a halt. In addition, products containing multiple materials multiple types of plastic, or paper lined with plastic, for example, cannot easily be separated and thus cannot be recycled. Toothpaste tubes, plastic lined paper coffee cups, plastic potato chip bags lined with aluminum, energy bar pouches, and metal bottle caps with plastic lining all fall into this category. And yet manufacturers, who currently have no accountability for the end disposal of their products, continue to send unrecyclable plastic, multi-layered containers, and films our way because we as consumers for so long have valued convenient functionality over environmental sustainability. Furthermore, clever greenwashed packaging can also lead us to believe our actions are environmentally sound. I purchased an eco-friendly liquid laundry detergent in a recycled cardboard jug with a plastic spout from a health food store, under the impression that this was a better alternative to the traditional plastic jugs. When the time came to recycle it, upon separating the plastic spout, I found that the cardboard container was lined with a plastic bag attached to the spout. What's the point of having an eco-friendly exterior if a plastic bag is hidden underneath? We have been led to believe that everything we put in our recycling bin has a happy ending. We've all looked carefully at a piece of plastic packaging for little numerical indentations encased within triangular chasing arrows to give us a clue as to the plastic object's recyclability. These numbers are resin identification codes. Their purpose is for recyclers to be able to discern what type of plastic the product is made of. However, the presence of this cyclical chasing arrow symbol offers no indication that an item is actually recyclable. In an attempt to correct consumer misunderstanding and decouple the resin identification code system from the recyclable message, a new rule was implemented in 2013 stating that these resin codes must be encased by a solid triangle, not chasing arrows. Has it worked? none of us seem to have noticed. If there is a number inside a closed triangle, we still automatically toss it in the recycle bin. And despite this new rule, 
I still see chasing arrows rather than a solid triangle on many products today. We've all stood there with a plastic container in our hands, studying extremely unhelpful guidelines, pondering whether or not to place it in the recycle bin or trash can. Can I recycle a paper coffee cup? The answer is no. It's lined with plastic. A yogurt tub? Generally, no. Yogurt containers are number five plastics, polypropylene, a hard-to-recycle plastic. How about a berry clamshell? Can they be recycled? Well, maybe, maybe not, depending on where you live. What about a plastic bottle cap? The answer is who knows. Some sources say likely yes, as long as it's screwed on to an empty, clean plastic bottle, but definitely not a glass bottle. However, other sources, including my hometown, emphasize that they do not recycle bottle caps. Essentially, there is an utter lack of uniformity in our recycling system. No matter how diligent the instructions guiding us on what we place in the blue bin, even if we could somehow emerge from this confusion with relatively uncontaminated batches of recyclables, this does not change the fact that plastic is ultimately designed for disposability, a throwaway material. In the wake of bans on various single-use plastic products, such as plastic bags, straws, and styrofoam containers, in cities around the country, waste management disclosed in their 2018 annual report that they have been receiving pressure from plastic manufacturers to accept a greater range of plastics in order to neutralize efforts to ban their products. Specifically, their report says, these bans have increased pressure by manufacturers on our recycling facilities to accept a broader array of materials and curbside recycling programs to alleviate public pressures to ban the sale of those materials. We as consumers have a decision to make. Do we want the convenience of business as usual? Or do we want manufacturers to produce packaging that can actually have an environmentally sound end of life? Do we wish to remain blissfully ignorant while we toss unrecyclable plastic into our recycle bins? Or should our actions actually work to lessen the plastic burden we place on ourselves and our world? Perhaps it's time we see our recycle bins in a new light, as we would a cardboard laundry detergent jug lined with a plastic bag. We as consumers are complacent to the whole fiasco. We continue to carelessly buy into the system, to keep accepting the single-use plastic flowing our way because it's convenient, it's easy, it's mindless, and it seems okay because everyone around us is doing it. But there's nothing sustainable about this path. Just a few decades ago, smoking in public indoor spaces was commonplace. People lit their camels and luckies inside restaurants, hotel rooms, and airplanes. But once we understood the associated costs of this behavior, there was a collective shift, a redefinition of what we considered normal and acceptable. Isn't it time for us to attempt to bring about the same cultural transition with regards to single-use plastic? Up next is the fifth post, bioplastics, 
breaking down the misconceptions. Most eco-sounding bioplastic alternatives are not the solution we would like them to be.